0: FYRD is post <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death
1: Star, like what the <laughs> heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto
0: Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I've refused to get on the work um, <laughs> as spirit lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the
1: Star Wars Archives a utini.com patreon exclusive podcast your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the star wars universe discussion analysis easter
0: eggs and obscure books you've never heard of and now here are your hosts jose and trevor Hello there! You have tuned into episode seventy-seven of the Star Wars Archives, the Utinity Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living band that put it out of it. I am Jose, aka Jaxi in the Utinityverse, and joining me today, the long-lost Longo brother, Mr. Trevor Davey.
1: I'm Trev, keeper of the timeline, and I'm over at Utinity.com. I've spent my entire life consuming
0: Star Wars media, and I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics. Yeah, that was sim- simple and size do you know why you're the long lost Longo brother? Do you listeners know who the Long who the Longos are? I mean, Trev, I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. No, wait. Before we get into the meat, <laughs> there's a.
1: Oh, god! You've just prompted a memory. <laughs> there's a you know Sideshow Toys who do all the they did all yes. the really cool replicas before Hot Toys came along yes they did a series of Star Wars Mythos statues I'm sure I've spoken about them before uh, each one came with a little um, little vignette and I'm sure one of them was called Longo Two Guns <laughs> I'm sure
0: he was a Gamorrean, <laughs> or Gamorrean, as you weird people <laughs> pronounce it. Well, is, is that right? I don't know. That is not what I'm referring to here. Okay. But what I'm referring to, I mean, I, you know, I, I try to make it somewhat contextual to whatever we're going to be talking about t- today. So, it'll it's relevant to one of the things we're going to be talking about today. So, but, okay, so... <laughs> Which, so that will be a great way to segue into the part where I talk about what we're talking about in today's episode. On today's episode, dear listeners, and Trev, as you know, um, we will be kind of talking about two things. So, it is, you know, when we're recording this, it is mid, actually right in the middle smack like, of October. It is October 15th. And um, so, Ahsoka has ended. Um, it, is, it is October, therefore Halloween is coming up in two weeks uh as of today
1: he was a Klantani. i've been checking with wikipedia he was a Klantani. that's the longo person I you're talking don't about know what that means but it was also a, it was a tie into a django fett video game
0: all right there you go more random but his his
1: name was longo
0: well i'm talking about longo as a surname so that's what that's i what mean I'm it's re- a big big galaxy yeah it's a long galaxy um so uh anyways so yes it's october ahsoka's ended so we're gonna be touching talking about uh two different things and they're both kind of related we're gonna do a little bit about ahsoka just some general kind of like maybe i don't know i really don't originally wanted to go through like all easter eggs but i feel like a lot of the ones that are in there you guys probably know about or you can find many many videos about this on youtube so we'll touch on a few a handful of those but then i think
1: there was less there was less easter eggs compared to when we did the mandalorian ones right as opposed to just continuation of lore correct yeah and then yeah there there was there was less the new stuff was new the old stuff was old there was less to to pick at from that kind of point of view
0: right so So there's yeah, so we'll we'll start with that. And then of course the series ends on a pretty big thing showing us a new kind of stormtrooper that we hadn't seen in live action before, but then you know, which are very zombie esque. So then that would be appropriate to talk about zombies in Star Wars during this month of October. Which obviously will lead us to Death Troopers, the novel by uh joe schreiber that came out i mean that was like in 2008 i believe or something like that 2009 um so because i read that book trev i read a book so (laughs) jose
1: um, read a book
0: i read some i Um, yes what's more i i know
1: jose reads but what's more he
0: chose an an obscure throwaway legends book (laughs) yes and actually have the physical copy of that too so um Not the legendary. and it is a good book. It is, and we'll we'll get into it. Yes, it's a great book. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna be doing today. Um, I think we have a little bit of a yes, some sort of structure. We have show notes. We're like we're excited to be back here talking about something a little more. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, and we yeah we sort of planned this out properly. So so yeah, this will be good. So Trev, before we actually get into all of this, how are you doing, man? I'm I'm. I'm okay.
1: You're okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Sometimes in this crazy world, that's all you can ask for. I mean, rugby did lose. Uh, Wales did lose in the Rugby World uh, Cup yesterday. We we got knocked out in the quarterfinal stages, which was very disappointing. Yes. And then England went through, which is even more disappointing. <laughs> um, they were both very, very close matches. But, you know, hey, that's that's sport
0: that is sport um yeah <laughs> so i guess i'll yeah my if we're doing sport segment now um uh, on sports here well i have joined a, or i am in a fantasy football thing here football american football trev um not soccer and uh they,
1: they should call it american soccer
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> give football just- back <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, my team is doing pretty good. My fantasy football team, cause, and I, I know very. I mean, I just I know generally. I was
1: about to say, do you do you actually know how to pick,
0: or do you just blind pick? The thing various is, various players. No, well, it's all stats, man. So I just look at at I just look at the numbers, and I look at how they're performing, and I pick out of that. I mean, I have my team that I pick just looking at stats, and I'm doing okay. So. That's the thing when you have like no allegiances to any team or any players, you only look at the raw data and you make a team <laughs> just doing that. And hey, like it's working. So out. Which is surely the, the entire point of fantasy football. Yes, um, it's working out, so it's all good. I mean, well, I mean that was that's the whole premise of that movie uh, Moneyball, or I mean that you know that happened in real life with the uh, uh, in MLB baseball, right? But anyways. Um, you know, when you're looking straight up at, at stats, you can do good. Because you have... Yeah, it's less about emotions or something. Anyways, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like something that, like, Thrawn would say. Possibly. That's how he <laughs> operates, right? It's just about, like, percentages. And, and
1: do you this... not see the hole in their defense?
0: Oh. <laughs> that was really... It's so obvious. Yes, that's really good. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so yeah, that's what we'll be talking about. To, well, no, we're not gonna be talking about uh sports anymore, but that, yeah, good thing to bring thrown in and good impression. So that's that. Will be we'll talk about Ahsoka, I guess. Um, but before we do that, yes, Trev, um, you know this show is possible thanks to people supporting us either through Patreon subscriptions or getting merch. So if you wanna support us and let you know allow us to keep doing more random episodes like this, or today's less random, but, you know, um, go to utini.com slash merch or go to patreon.com slash utini and, uh, yeah, become a member, get access to episodes in advance and a bunch of other exclusives. So that's it for the intro. Anything else you want to say before we get into the One more thing. Tell me. One more thing. Tell me.
1: Listeners, the slate is wide open here. If there's anything you want us to talk about, well i'm pretty well versed i like dragging jose down rabbit holes if there's mm-hmm. anything you want to talk about you want it you want to hear us talk about yes hit us up
0: yeah. We'll give you
1: all the information later on let us know what do you want us to discuss
0: yes it could be something as small as a sand particle it could be... Please, no. It could be something as big <laughs> serious as... Serious topics only. As That is a serious topic, or it could be something as big <laughs> as what other galaxies exist within the Star Wars universe. Um, so, or are there other universes? Are there other universes? Are we, are we universes? That away? Are we, are we going... To, there can only be one universe. Hmm. No multiverse in uh not, in Star, not in Star Wars, not yet. No,
1: or in reality. Mm, all right, okay.
0: Ahsoka, uh, <laughs> a few callbacks, <laughs> a few Easter eggs. So, um, I'll just start with a very basic. one. Or, you know, I'll name a handful of things here, Trev. and then. You Don't
1: can... you dare call this next one basic.
0: It is not basic. That's why I'm like just this.
1: This was this was the biggest one of them all I've seen with show notes. This was huge you are you are dis underplaying the importance of what happened here All right well
0: why don't you talk about it because this first no one... no you it's on the show notes you guys all for right it. okay um, well no this one was huge. I thought, I was kind of referring more to the second one in this in here because I think that's a more, <laughs> stint, more basic so I'm gonna yeah so the first one that I have in here is is it J Kel? Is that how you pronounce the name? Kel. Jai- Jaikel. Jaikel from Rebels and Servants of the Empire, right? That we just talked.
1: Servants about. of the freaking Empire. Yes. So we <laughs> got
0: a shout out in a soap. Yeah, we got a live action uh version of him. He was uh he's he's a senator or something, right? Um one of one of uh
1: cadet buddies. force sensitive as well, yes, by the way. Yes. Um, you know, played a big part in some of those books that we discussed on our patreon roundtable go and check that out um that's a massive call that's that's dave floney reading a book yes or somebody handing him a post well
0: i mean he he was in rebels episodes too so he knew about it he had animated him he wasn't that one episode oh, t-
1: see i i forget that he was in Rebels the show. I just remember him. Yeah, because that's the books.
0: that's uh in the show the episode that's the guy that um, Ezra helps escape when he infiltrates the um the academy. That's right. So and then he showed up once again. So he's been in two episodes, I believe. because um, then she shows up a little bit older. Um, in like a later season. So. So yeah, so I mean he's uh he's aware of of he has been aware of of Jay or Jai from uh for a little while. And now he came into live action, which I thought was pretty exciting.
1: Although, you know, I could have done without the whole stumbling buffoon giving a speech thing. You know, I
0: think Jai deserved a bit more credit than that. Don't let Cancy yeah. Brown take all all <laughs> the show away. Yeah, he has already voiced so many different um, and, and, and acted as so many other different characters in Star Wars, right? He, I think he was Savaggio Press. He was a voice for that. He he showed up in Mandalorian. He like he's been. Enough. But also
1: he's like a, a genre actor all round, didn't he? Right. You know he's been in. I'm not gonna bring his IMDb up. <laughs> Wasn't he the guy in? Isn't he the guy from Highlander? Isn't he Kruger
0: from a Highlander movie? Mm. I can't, maybe, I can't remember. I, I think so. No, he's... Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah, so, Jai Kel showed up. So, yeah, um, he's there. That was the first one that I, yeah, that I am on my list. My, the second was the one that I thought was a little more basic, but it was still kind of fun, which was, and I, and I think a lot of people already commented on this online, so um, that's why I don't want to necessarily get into it too much. But, um, yeah, the, the sort of um, astromech droid that we see on the ship when uh the guy was chasing sabine down because she, she didn't show up for the whole like event thing um that astromech was modeled after the original r2d2 kenner figure yeah because so. it had the um had like the upside down teardrop yes. for a
1: for an eye socket yeah yeah that like that was one of those that went viral straight away and it, it is a nice touch yeah i like that stuff
0: yeah so that was just like a nice little little touch so now it means that that original one is not r2d2 anymore i guess (laughs) that's a real (laughs) droid or something like that. they've retconned an entire generation's childhood (laughs) um so so yeah so that that one was kind of fun to see uh now and now we're gonna get into some more like interesting ones i think but uh trevor trev i sent you a link earlier today before recording, yes, you did. And ha- did you know about this before I sent you that, or not, or had you read about it?
1: No, this was all completely new to me, as was the original source. Okay, so so whatever the you'll tell tell me in a minute. Whatever the thing that you were comparing that scene in Ahsoka to, yes, I've never
0: seen or heard of. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's not. It's a s- sort of obscure-ish kind of uh, of movie but so I think I'm sure that a lot of people didn't really catch this but a lot of other people did and that is the whole thing with um, just the map that Morgan puts on the thing and then it kind of like lights up all around her um, and even just like the you know the map coming from some sort of like gold bronzy orb all of that is a very <laughs> It feels like a ripoff of Treasure Planet, the animated movie by Disney from like 2002. So, 20... 20- which which I, have, I have no idea what no. it is. So, no, that's like not a lot of... It's not one of Disney's biggest movies, but, it, you know, it exists. It happened. And they have a very similar thing where there is an orb that the guy finds and then he puts it on a device that then like lights up like a hemisphere around them and that is how then that is the map that they use to get into their tertiary planet
1: <laughs> it is looking at the link that you sent me it is very striking the way that the uh what's the best way to describe it you know the the curtain comes down around yes. them in a half sphere is pretty freaking close yes you know there's there's a lot of yeah. resemblance well, even, in that moment
0: even the way that the that the orb rotates to get activated like that's what the guy is like he's just looking at it and it's like a little bit of a puzzle and then once he figures it out then yeah it just lights up around them and it's just sort of like this coordinates and and like sort of dust around so it's just uh yeah it was i don't know if it was on purpose or not because i also did see some like things online that compared this map to something from like an early Star Wars video game and how it looks. So I'm like, I'm sure there's also some other Star Warsy things that look like this in video games, but the fact that the orb is how it is and a bit, a bit of a puzzle kind of thing is very much just like Treasure Planet. And it was
1: very, um okay, Pete Yamakurtin here, I'm a bit salty about the Ahsoka show in general, Um, I'm not going to go on about it, but the whole map from a orb thing was very, how did a kid say it?
0: Basic. Or, (laughs) or mid. Yeah. It was very mid. mid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's, it looked cool. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to like say it was like bad or anything like that either. Um, I mean, I think even just in, uh, in, um, in episode seven, uh, the Force Awakening, right? Like when there's that moment when when they first get into uh, Han's ship, and oh, it's all real. Like they they are kind of like walking through a star map of sorts. So I think that's why I'm like, it's not completely new the idea of being within no, the no map but, of the galaxy. But, but it's fine. Yeah, but it's fine. So it's, visually, it's, just it's the nice
1: whole sphere. Yeah, thing. yeah. Although in Force Awakens, you did have R two with a literal jigsaw piece. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there is finish a three dimensional yeah, puzzle. <laughs> there is yeah, and no, I mean there's definitely a handful of things sometimes where I'm like, uh, but you know that's when you realize, hey, Star Wars is also for kids, so it's fine <laughs> because yeah. like finding exact the exact location of a thing by putting a knife in the right like. You know, visually in the right spot to see. Oh, that's where this is. This that's where this GPS <laughs> thing is. Yep. Okay. Actually, then you know what?
1: Finder. The sphere wasn't too bad. No, I'd forgot about the knife. That's the sphere I, wasn't too that's bad. What I'm saying, yeah. like,
0: it's sometimes it's okay. Like, you know, you just gotta roll with if it to, and enjoy it. You have it.
1: to hold a knife at a certain point on a cliff at a certain angle. <laughs> yeah, the sphere is fine. Wedge I take it all back.
0: Wedge like, I, you know. Take it all back at it a little bit more, too. I mean, that's like Indiana Jones, man. That's like what this there's like, there's like adventure stories. Like, they're all kind of pretty basic adventure ideas. So, no, 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 no. Yes. No. But
1: the staff and the sunlight and the pointing at the map is a far better <laughs> plot contrivance than anything we've mentioned so far. Okay,
0: fine. But yeah, that's a much better MacGuffin. It's better. But it's all along the, same. Still the same. Yeah. It's the <laughs> yes. same it's it's all it's all part of the same family. It's all part like of George did Lucas's did brain. I mean he did it yeah, he had just done it already. So it's just like like it's it's all the same idea, the same concept. Anyways, um that's what I'm like, yeah, the specifics of it it's it's fine, but I definitely the fact that it was like such a one to one like parallel to Treasure Planet is really interesting. So I will share the link. Um on Discord, so if you haven't seen it, if not, then definitely look it up. Treasure Planet, Ahsoka, and it's gonna come up, and it's pretty interesting. Um, now next next uh, topic here uh, that I want from Ahsoka that Trev, hopefully you have some things to talk about with this is so you know they're using this map to now go to another galaxy, and. I is this some sort of like callback or easter egg or anything like that to something from Legends do other galaxies exist Bef- have existed in in Star Wars before I mean presumably it does they do but have we ever talked about have they ever talked about other galaxies and not just the unknown so, regions
1: couple of things so the entire plot of uh, Legends New Jedi Order is about the Yuuzhan Vong coming from another galaxy okay But it took them hundreds of years in like hyperspace to get there in these massive world ships. But then the other thing that reminds me of is. So George Lucas and Chris Claremont, who wrote a massive X-Wing run back in the 90s, you know, really prolific uh, comic writer, wrote a trilogy of books. In the late 90s. Started with Alien Exodus. Mm-hmm. That was a non-canon origination of the Star Wars universe. And how humans had gone to that galaxy from our galaxy. To try and make it all make sense. And picked up various other alien species on the way who were Wookiees. But not quite Wookiees. And Ithorians who weren't quite Ithorians. Huh. Before they actually decided on a continuity origin for the galaxy at large and then you've also got a thing about et so like the movie et, E.T. the movie et the character yeah who shows E.T. up in the yeah.
0: in the senate or whatever in the people's. yeah he's in
1: those that species is in the senate yes but then in the movie E.T. recognizes Yoda yes. when Yes. or recognizes that three. species. Yes. Yes. But we're in a different galaxy. Oh, right, right. The Crawl tells us that Star Wars is in a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. Yes. Ergo, not the same galaxy. As ours. Not just far, far away in our galaxy. It's far, far away in a different galaxy. Yes. Ergo the galaxy exists and we exist and et exists yes and you know it's basic basic scientific fact that a universe is made up of lots and lots of galaxies Mm -hmm. but traveling even within a galaxy beyond our remit as it stands just because they can in the star wars galaxy travel between their galaxy traveling between galaxies is surely extra hard that's an
0: extra step on the on yeah. the flow chart of transport. Which is where why then the Pergil, I guess, are able to travel to different galaxies. Or and also going really back into
1: Legends uh-huh. lore when we did our um history of the whole history of a galaxy yeah. connected to one episode thing, is that there's a hyperspace wall around the galaxy far far away, the Star Wars galaxy. Yes. Which is theorized as being put there by the Celestials to stop yes. the Carter going out and spreading their carnage to other galaxies. Yes, which again makes traveling between galaxies really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Because if you think of a galaxy as a town, yes, you can drive from one town to another. Yes, it might be a bit of a long way, but you know they're two separate, isolated communities. So you could do it. Yes. There's nothing stopping you doing it. It's just a long drive. Yeah. But if that is the case, that there is a hyperspace barrier around the galaxy, then that's why you can't just go, I'll go that way, and it's just going to take me a bit longer than normal.
0: Yeah. No, I remember um, reading, yeah, or something about, yeah, this, this walk It's like this and we had talked about yeah i think the celestials at one point cuz i was like oh so the celestials like i think that um, in uh in, in stargate they have something very similar but there's all these other other sci-fi kind of stories there's always that like um, there's that kind of species of like the al- you know the the sort of alien species before the al- you know or kind of god like type of powers that are able to do things like this and, and created this wall um so, and then when you get into it, yeah,
1: so we're going to talk about the Dathomiri and the Night Sisters, yes. And when we talked about the ancient history and the Stargates, yes, is that they had one of those Stargates on Dathomir, yes, that was allowing them to flip back and forth within the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, it was a form of travel, right. And that's the first thing I thought of when I saw the hyperspace ring. I didn't think of the hyperspace ring in Episode 2 that Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter star goes into. I thought of the Stargate as if they'd pulled a Stargate out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. And were using that to travel between
0: galaxies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh... I I mean, I did think that it was, like, because it, it looked very similar to the ones from the prequels um that but then which is obviously the intention yeah it was obviously the intention yeah i just Dave
1: filoni has never read infinity's (laughs) end
0: i guarantee it (laughs) but at the same time i think that it would have been i i did because it was so much bigger i didn't think that it would be something that they would use to travel with that i thought it was something that it was creating more of a stargate type of thing that if you make it big enough it's not that you attach it to a ship um Obviously, at the end, you realize that they were meant to attach this to um, to a star destroyer. I think. I mean, I
1: I generally think that was pretty clear when we first saw it what it was intended for. Yeah. The bigger question now that I think about
0: it is, how were they communicating Mm -hmm. to know this? Right, I mean that was my bi- a big question that I had while watching this series. That is like, okay, so Morgan has been hearing voices. So I guess these three can we? Are, wait, I I forget. Do they have a name or this this three night sisters that are stuck in that other universe? Are they just like mothers? Because they're kind of dressed up like Mother Tall. They do have. Yeah, I'm sure they're called Night Mothers. I'm sure she okay.
1: calls them Night Mothers. Okay, and I'm sure they do all have individual names I right know them off the top of my head
0: so so they're somehow stuck in that other universe right and they are somehow sending messages through the universe th- from one universe to another to morgan telling galaxy. her yeah sorry through the galaxy <laughs> um to morgan telling her how to travel to where they are at the three mothers but, uh, see that I know we weren't going to spend long
1: on Ahsoka, but that drags up a whole load of questions, as in, were they there first? Right. The Nightmothers? Mm-hmm. Or did
0: did Thrawn meet them there? Did he already have them? I presume... Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I assume that they were there somehow stuck as well, and that's why they also wanted to come back. But I guess they didn't have the means or the technology to be able to create this, The you know, the... Hyper hyperspace, they <laughs> like hyper drive. But, whatever. but then,
1: at some point, the the Night Sisters had, in ancient history, had come from Peridia to our, not our, you know, yes, there the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, I hadn't given that much thought.
0: Yeah, so, and you know, with with you saying that there was, like in Dathomir, they had the sort of like stargatey thing. So there's definitely in like, legends, let's be in clear. legends. So, but there's definitely then that connection that perhaps that is somehow how they're able to send messages through because there is still some sort of magical slash mystical connection between the two galaxies that allows them to send, you know, there's some, there's some magic, like CK magic apparently, or magic, you know, or you can assume that you know, magic. radio waves
1: exist, yeah, something. It, it might be a bit slower, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's when it took them ten years or something. since like yeah. <laughs> for them yeah. to get it. Actually, they were sending messages since day one, but it took a long time. <laughs> it took de- like a decade for her for Morgan. Like, oh wow, I should get on this. Um, <laughs> but but no, but yeah, I think the way that magic is working. I mean, I I very much appreciated that in the series, and and that they're you know bringing in witchy stuff which you know is perfect for us to to talk about in this month which um obviously brings us up to the next two topics that i'll briefly just mention one thing we're not going to dwell on it um and then we're going to get into the real meat of this right but and i want to mention it just because it's i think it's kind of like it does get to that point right so how does magic really work within the star wars universe and how much magic can an individual night sister perform versus maybe the mothers so um br- very briefly maroc or maroc i don't know how you maroc Ma- maroc i don't I'm going know with maroc okay so with him so um he you know so so we see him for a few episodes and first pers- you know we have to assume that he is the same inquisitor that we had seen in rebels um and then he gets sort of so you know, lightly slashed across the his body, right? And then he kind of like, sort of goes like, I mean, I'm sh- doing it in, in in the video, so you can't see me, guys that are listening to this. <laughs> but right, he just sort of like kind of goes like, ah, and and he does, and and then he deflates, and this sort of like pollen-y, kind of like powdery whatever thing kind of like comes out of his slash, and then he's gone, right? Um, so what was really ha- we have to assume, perhaps, that he was being animated, right, by some sort of magic that Morgan used, because he was the same dead inquisitor that we had seen die in Rebels, and somehow he came back to life. But for some reason, he is dead, dead now. Whereas later in the series, in um in the season, we get proper zombies, right, or at least a version of it, with the with what they call the Night Troopers. So Trev, I I know we want to get into Death Troopers. So any thoughts on like the difference between one or the other, or is it just maybe just for the plot itself, or that's why I'm saying that maybe See? it's just what Morgan is able to do versus what the Night Mothers are able to do?
1: Maroc, I cannot wrap my head round from a logistical angle. I'm bearing in mind I'm using logic very loose. <laughs> Working on. The logic of the laws of the galaxy itself. How was there a body? You know, we've seen the nice sisters do stuff in the Clone Wars. We've seen reanimated bodies. But they're bodies. And in Fallen Order, also they, seen...
0: they're in like in those sacks, right? Or something.
1: Yeah, um, but we've also seen Jedi... Disappear when they're killed. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not entirely sure it's the same Inquisitor from Rebels. Okay. I've spent a bit of time looking at helmets recently. I'll I'll, I'll tell you why. Interesting tangent. Okay. There's a story from one of the Tales from Vader's Castle comics from Kevin Scott. It may not be the Tales one, but you know, you've got Tales, Shadows, Return Ghosts. Where vanny one of uh well vader's one advisor on mustafar who's gone completely insane is uh snuck up on by uh oh, trying to dredge the name out of my skull uh Lena graf mm-hmm. and she disguises herself in an inquisitor's outfit to confuse him yeah, and I was trying to place that inquisitor outfit to an existing inquisitor, so I spent a lot of time looking at inquisitor helmets. Yeah, is <laughs> what I'm saying, and I couldn't match my to an existing one.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I I just sent you the the image of the inquisitor that I thought it was, and I think it's just the front part of it is very much the same one as that inquisitor, but the ah, but
1: again, okay, so I'm looking at the image you sent me, and he's got the he's got the more butterflied sides to his yeah. helmet. Yeah. You know, and that's a, those slight but definite differences. Yes. Are what sets him apart. Right. So, so I, I stand by it being a different inquisitor, but that doesn't answer our questions at all. No. So yeah. So how is this? How is <laughs> Not this, at
0: all. How is this? Um, what happens to him? We don't, yeah. You know. we don't really know. They never really explained that, which I kind of, if there is a season two, it'd be great to uh, maybe understand that a little bit more. But it, so was I don't think there a body to even begin with? Yeah, or was he a purely spirit focused uh, entity? Yeah, or was he like? Wasn't it? Is this in um? It's in some other sort of IP that is it like Hellboy or something? Where there's like it's. There's the entity that is all gas, so it has to be within this, like um, this sort of scuba diving suit or something, because as, and as soon as you pierce it, it goes away. So you need to contain it somehow. It, isn't that the same as the guy from the High
1: Republic? There's one of those in the High Republic. There as well. is. I'm yeah. not up to date with all High Republic. I can't
0: Republic. remember the name. I can't remember the yeah. name. Yeah. So it's like it's like their essence. Um, or yeah, if, if their their essence can be trapped in or or held within a yeah, vessel. he
1: literally wears a sp- he wears a space helmet. And- yeah, but he is just ooze or right. goo or vapor or one of yeah. Eyes.
0: So as soon as you kind of like let the air out, then nothing contains it anymore, and then that's why he does literally deflate <laughs> and it just sort of because like. That- but that's a conscious being as opposed
1: to a magic induced spirit very right,
0: right. I don't know. I mean it could be it's I I'm still I'd like to know more, I guess is where I'm at, because we see that and then of course later in the series we are introduced to what I think are the coolest looking stormtroopers ever. The Night Troopers um yes without a doubt like with the kitsurugi like gold like you know holding the helmet so together because
1: i didn't know how to pronounce it
0: <laughs> well i'm not i don't know japanese so i don't know if i pronounced it correctly but <laughs> i'm 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 saying that that's that's how i'm saying it Um but that with and with the red like and they're all like you know ribbons or whatever like whole and they're all slightly different and <clears throat> Like, these guys look like they've seen some Bantha Poodoo. <laughs> they've seen they've seen okay. things. I'm, or they've I'm, gone I'm through gonna things. I'm going to stop you there.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to stop you there. Stop because me. Because we have thoughts on this. I want to go back to Death Troopers. Yes. We've set the scene. Let's go back to Death Troopers and then make the natural progression.
0: Okay. Back to this. Okay, let's... Let's do. Let's okay. Wait. So you want to go back to Death Troopers the novel, or what? Death Troopers okay. the novel. Yes. All right. So, and and then we'll touch on on the naming thing at some. And point. then we'll work how we'll work how the things have evolved. Okay. All
1: right. Let's do that. So why don't we're, you? We're going in timeline order, baby. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Go for it.
1: <laughs> so so, Death Troopers, uh, novel by Joe Schreiber, released in twenty thousand. 2009 (laughs) 2009 yes takes place about a year before a new hope now jose what intrigued you to pick this particular novel off your shelf
0: uh i've been i've been wanting to read it for for a long time out of legends uh novels this is one that has always like stood out to me because i like horror and and sci-fi and i i so the idea of zombies within the star wars universe really intrigued me. So, I And the
1: original cover is great. Yes. Yes. So,
0: <laughs> like if you like out of like all the legends covers and and books, this has always been the one that I think has stood out to me the most and has always intrigued me. So, um I've had the physical copy of this book for for years. Um I just hadn't had the time to or hadn't made the time to actually sit down and read it. I was in between books, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was the beginning of, uh, you know, end of September, beginning of October, and I'm like, well, let's get into the Halloween spirit and let's finally dive, you know, read this book that I've had. So, so I did, um, and I'm very glad I did because I loved it.
1: It is, it is a really good book. Like it's dark. It's really dark.
0: Yeah, you know. It, it's dark. It's fantastic. I think, you know, the one, one thing that um that so you know you, you listeners now know uh, Kate because of our last episode. But uh, one thing that when we were Did watching, doroids have
1: mechanical kind of buttholes? Yes,
0: that's a good, a good question. <laughs> um, but when we were watching Andor last year, uh, has it been a year already, or last earlier this year? already yeah yeah so when we were watching andor the one thing that that she had always said that I, i think is very correct observation is that it the the show felt like they had a really good cold war story to tell and then they decided what if we make it within the star wars universe because the the topics and the things that they talk about like you know you can take it outside of that and it still works, and it still holds up, <clears throat> and I think that the fact yeah, you you could put it in the KGB, yeah, quite easily, exactly. So, and I and I think that's why that means that it's just it's a good story regardless. And then you add the fact that it's also Star Wars, and then it just like it makes it really interesting. The um, Death Troopers to me felt very similar in the fact that it it can it's a great sci-fi horror story. Like up to me, like, you know, you think about like uh, just like Event Horizon, Alien, um, just anything that uh, that's, you know, people trapped in a spaceship when things are going down um, and you don't really know why. And, you know, there's a ghost like ship or whatever. There's all these things happening. So it's up there with those kinds of stories. But then you just put it within the Star Wars universe by adding like. Han Solo and Chewbacca, which they really hadn't they didn't have to be there at all. And then you add a few and other sort to of To be fair, but that, that does cause some uh interruptions to their already established timeline. Yes. Right. Um so there's you know like they didn't in really, legends. yeah. They didn't really need to be there. There's, you know, or the fact that there's other Wookies in there. So like, that could have been any other sort of alien creature. That could have been because it's interesting too. So, anyways, that's what I'm like. I, I really enjoyed that. It was just, a, it's a solid story. It is proper scary. Um, I want to see this in live action to, to some sort of degree. Hopefully, they can explore it a little bit more now with uh with the fact that we have a version of them in in live action. But, anyways, that's those are my general thoughts about the story. Now, Trev, the reason I called you the long lost or whatever Longo brother is because <laughs> Trig and Kale, the two brothers from Death Troopers,
1: oh, their last okay.
0: name it's Trig Longo and Kale Longo. So and not Longo Two Guns. No, <laughs> so uh, you know it is their father who is killed uh, before the story begins. And just sort of like you know is uh he His apparently he's a really good guy um is you know he he did some criminal things, but he was a good guy, um so anyways, I just put you there with these two brothers that uh are in the story as their other brother, so that's that's why I said that you were long ago but
1: let's explain what actually happens in the book, okay, so Han and chewie end up on a imperial prison ship, prison transport and some mad scientist has released a plague that turns people into zombies.
0: Essentially, yes. And I mean, yeah. you don't find out that Han and Chewie are in this uh, uh prison barge uh until pretty late. So, cuz basically the it just kind of starts out with just a uh, general drama and stuff of what it takes to run this uh this prison barge and uh and then they find, well, the ship gets somehow, like something happens to the ship and then they can't continue flying. Then they find a Star Destroyer that is just sort of like floating about. And they're like, well, maybe we can find our parts uh, that we need to fix our ship in there. And then they dock onto that ship and they send some, you know, some people up there to look for the thing. And then that's when things go wrong. And then um, the, a, the prison bug is called the Purge. The,
1: Yes, you know it's a very delightful right. <laughs> a, a yeah. prison.
0: Uh, so then, the, this there's some sort of virus that was released within the Star Destroyer that now also infects the people in the prison barge, and so then I, there's I think there's a bit of a time jump or something because then pretty much everyone is no made.
1: no. There's no, there's no space in the timeline for a time <laughs> no, that but it's year. like <laughs> then everyone says this is, just...
0: is, this is literally the year before
1: Yavin. <laughs> Han and Chewie are very busy. It's tight squeezing them yes. in. That no, but as it is. all I'm
0: saying is like it just sort of like in the story, it just goes from like they went on that thing and then all of a sudden everyone pretty much is dead in the in the in the ship except for like four or five people that just how happened. did Han and Chewie end up on it again? That's they're just smugglers. So the reason they were spared is because they were in um, isolation. Uh, no, how did they end up there? Can you remember? In isolation. No, on the ship. They were they were caught for smuggling things. Oh, okay. So they were yeah they were just like randomly, like they were. I mean they are smugglers, so that's why I'm like I guess it, this all supposedly happens before A New Hope. So they were doing something, yes, yeah. and this is just one other, you know one of their adventures where they just got caught for trying to smuggle something. Um, And uh, I mean, yeah, and he had lost the millennium Falcon as well because of this. So he, so they were just in this, they were, yeah, they were being transported to some sort of prison. They were in isolation. Therefore they were spared from being uh, like, you know, uh, fallen ill to this uh, virus. And there were a few other people on the ship that were also immune to it. So that's our like five survivors of this uh, zombie thing. No one knows that there are zombies yet. People are just dead. When they come back to where a lot of these dead people were, they were not there anymore after, you know, our survivors find each other. Um, and then, so then they begin to get attacked by the zombies. <laughs> I guess like, but I think the buildup to that was fantastic. Cause you don't, they don't talk about zombies for a long time. They just are like, they're just building up. They're trying to make you like connect with the characters with these two like boys, the longos, they're trying to get you to like know the, the sort of like medical, like doctor, like lady. And um, so, and it's not much, it's not until much later that then like, Oh wait, there, (laughs) there's thousands of zombies in that other ship and now we just like made even more zombies because we released the virus into our ship as well so <laughs> we're like there's a lot of zombies in here now not only stormtroopers, but imperials like prisoners everyone's a zombie except for five people so when
1: we were talking about this episode I sent you a document yes earlier. yes you did
0: which I kind of I, I said it would take five minutes to read yeah did you read it? I flipped through it. I was preparing. I was, prepare, I was just preparing to show notes, so I did kind of like skim through it. So, so let me tell you what this was. Yeah, tell me. It's um, recovered
1: messiers from the purge. Now this was a promotional campaign for this book. So you know, I they'll release excerpts or author interviews. Yes. For this particular book, instead they sent these Star Wars com or whatever, sent all these various messages to various fan sites. Oh, that when compiled told you the story of the decline of that ship, and it's all the characters in the book yeah. sending messages back. Yeah, and some of them are losing their faculties, and yeah, by the end, by the end of their last message, they can't speak anymore. Or the longo boys are saying, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, no one's talked to us anymore people have gone mad and when you compile them all and read them all together yeah it really sets the stage for the events of a book and as far as promotional campaigns go
0: that's really good that's yeah, really good no i yeah i was you sent me that way i'm like what is this <laughs> but um well yeah because i sent it with no context no whatsoever. no no that was that's like that's awesome i um yeah, well, because there was also that one message that um, there was. What other that that the doctor like? She found a message that someone wanted to, to send over to his wife or something, and then a, the, the book ends with her meeting um, the wife and, and the kids and gives it gives her the message. Um, but so. they also
1: did um they also did a like a Twitter feed at the same time. Really? Uh, yeah, that was part of it as well. So I'm I'm scrolling down now to like. The first of the, um, the first of the tweets was made on 15th of September, 2009. Uh, it says, um, Hopefully I can make people understand what we do and inspire others to serve the Empire's noble cause. The Empire has supplied us with some of these new communication tools to spread the word about our mission. This is TK329 of the Imperial, of the Imperial Army, broadcasting from the Star Destroyer, vector oh, okay yeah, the vector. so all of these twitter feeds are from the same guy the very last one says i can feel the death coursing through my body it won't be long now yeah. with lots of extra vowels <sighs> the the very last one just says the dead they dot 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 Ah. Uh, the whole prequel to the
0: story was told. It's so through s- social media. It's so spooky, though. I mean, that's so good. But that's like yeah. But you get
1: you get messages from the people you were talking about. Yeah, the longer twins. Um, let me. Uh, Doctor Zahara Frank. Cody. Yes, she's on it. Knox uh, Zakata, one of the inmates. Uh, Armo Drain, another one of the inmates. Mm-hmm. He's messaging his wife.
0: It's one of the best promotional that's amazing i've ever seen for a book well and just being able to get into the mindset or you know into the minds of these people getting going through the transformation right and and that's another thing that in the novel itself they do so well because when when chewbacca gets infected and they take you through like his perspective of what they're feeling as it's as as like that is coursing through their their veins, and he like he has like a moment where he's thinking about about his wife, uh, and and he like and he and but then he's losing control of, over his own body, and then he wants to attack. But it's like they feel this sickness going through them, and it's just like actually, it's kind of similar to in phase two of the High Republic. When they talk about what you know, when when the Jedi are being attacked by the by what what is that that called that uh, they get turned into like oh, the nameless the nameless yeah right because they kind of take us through the process of them like turning into that and and how they feel they feel the fear and this and that yeah
1: I think that's more of a psychological war yeah. There.
0: Yeah, as opposed to
1: turning into a zombie. Well, no,
0: sure, but it's a, like the fact that you can go into the psyche of these characters as they are turning into zombies. It's a very similar thing because then, like, you're reading this, you understand the pain and and how they're trying to like not do this, and but they can't help themselves. And the fact that I mean, even in the in the novel, it talks about how, or you can see that the the way that it um, affects humans is a little different than the way that it affects um, Wookiees. And in one of the things that you sent me, I, I was reading a little bit about uh, just uh, how, um, oh, I think it was, a, there was a game update 14 for Star Wars Galaxies that introduced Death Troopers into it. I was reading about that. And apparently there was one thing in there that also talked about how Solastons are very, very like um, affected or very susceptible to this virus. So they're also thinking about how the virus hits different species differently, which would make sense. Um, so and and that reminds me
1: of the see that reminds me of the Kratos trap, the Rogue Squadron novel where the you know the Empire shortly after the f- fall of a Second Death Star sends out a virus that specifically attacks aliens to you know really. Oh, hone down on the xenophobia and the humans, yeah. You know, trying to boost that xenophobia and make humans afraid of their yes, you know, the other people in the galaxy, right? No but way. go ahead. Since we're on now, the other thing we need to talk
0: about is Red Harvest, right. Red Harvest being the prequel to Death Troopers. I haven't read Red Harvest yet. I, I, I think you had told me at one point that it wasn't as good, perhaps, or I don't know. It's it's throwaway, but it's, it's
1: an old Republic novel. So this is like 4,000 yeah. years before yeah. Death Troopers, but somehow also not tying into the overall Old Republic arc itself where you but, find out the
0: the origins of this virus. So is wait, so is the virus, so there's the it's Project Blackwing, I believe is what the in death troopers they the uh, empire is calling it. Is that is yes. Blackwing the um the name of the virus itself then or is that just a project?
1: No, that's that's just their project, maybe. Okay. Dug up this old republic virus.
0: So this virus but has existed na- for a long, long time in so galaxy away. Yeah, the name away. of
1: the Darth. The name of the Darth that created it. Uh-huh. Darth Scabrus.
0: <laughs> like that's perfect. That's great. That's absolutely perfect. And and when you say scabrus is not someone who was really into ska music. But more about like No scabs. But more like scabs. Yes. Yeah scabs. Okay. So he's not like friendly and, you know, like doing ska kicks. As he
1: One of the other attacks. things is that this book specifically mentions the Jedi agricultural corpse
0: that oh, we spoke
1: about when yes. we did that
0: <laughs> Jedi Path book. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you see, it all comes around here in the Star Wars archives. It's yeah, all related. We've, we've got this dang path. Yeah. You know, it's you know, Star Wars as a, as a whole story. It all makes sense. It's all yeah. It's all it. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're, not, <laughs> they're not. They're not just making it up as they go. Um, no, that's. Yeah, I do need to read uh, Red Harvest just to kind of like close up because that's that's it really for for this virus though, right? Like, there's has this ever yes, been mentioned yeah. anywhere else? No. Okay. Well, so
1: so we we've gone from actual zombie yes. death troopers. Yes. Now we need to go to Rogue One. Well, death
0: troopers. So, okay, yes, we'll do. So, uh, one thing to note about how the zombies, why these are real zombies, right? Because now you said real zombies. So, what in the novel. It's, I mean, even just within what, what we know as zombies, we have different kinds of zombies in our world, right? We have slow zombies versus fast zombies. So slow being like a George Romero kind of zombie or Walking Dead kind of zombie. We also have the fast zombies. To be, to from be like clear, a, actually, the they're, they're not
1: they're not zombies. They're just infected.
0: And that's what I'm, yeah, because then there's like the 28 Days Later type of zombie, which is just a kind of yeah. more like an infection, therefore they can run. That's
1: not even my first example because you have the the Old Republic. Uh, Rakul plague, which transforms people into that sort of not quite zombie, but mm-hmm. half zombie, half werewolf. <laughs> okay. But you know, you have you have various examples of yeah. a virus that will
0: transform a person, right? So, so this is so what we're talking about here in Death Troopers is uh zombies and the style of a virus because very important in the book too uh sorry for you know we're well into whatever this book is about so if you guys you should just read it it's um, <laughs> this none of what we're saying are big spoilers it's out, or, on essential yeah. legends collection yes so, so but um, no excuse there is a moment in the book where they um one zom- one or a zom- quote unquote zombie is attacking the doctor, and she has an antivirus or you know like a shot, a syringe, and she puts it on like she injects it into the zombie, and the zombie kind of comes back to being himself for a moment, and he is the one that helps her figure out what's going on and and what Project Blackwing is because he writes it so down. So it's curable. Yes, so it is curable. He, the thing is, he was way too far gone because then in a few seconds after that, he is consumed again by this virus. So technically, you can go back virus to Virus being, being the operative word. Exactly. So we have, but they're still very much acting like zombies. And they are, I mean, they're shot and they still continue to attack. They don't die full on, right? And they're eating like, like they're consumed by death or something. So it's a bit of a thing. Like where they're. There can still be cured, do, but I we guess we don't see them eating brains, though, do we? We do see them eating humans. They want to eat humans. I They don't talk specifically it, about it's brains. It's been a long time since I remember. The um, there is that one moment where they, uh, I think, uh, Han opens a door and there's three Wookies eating humans. So I do remember that. <laughs> and then they start attacking. So I was like, "These are they?" And act- then they close the door very quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they definitely act like zombies. They want to eat flesh, and they don't just die when you shoot them. But apparently, maybe they can still come back if you if they haven't been like you know severely like you know shot at or something perhaps. Um, <laughs> so so that's so those those are the rules established by the virus in within Death Troopers. Now we yes yeah, so now. Um, To what you were saying, now we go on to the next time we hear the term Death Trooper, which is in Rogue One. I I just want to double back two seconds. Okay.
1: So, I know I wanted to go to this point, but I just want to double back. Okay. Uh, So, Joe Schreiber, who wrote Death Troopers. Joe Schreiber, who wrote Red Harvest, the 4,000 prequel uh, story to this story. Joe Schreiber, who wrote uh, Darth Maul lockdown, which is another very gory story, Uh also wrote the junior novelization of Mandalorian season one. Oh, have you read that? (laughs) No. Okay. It's just an adaptation of season one for kids. Oh, interesting. But he was he was pitched originally to write an original Mandalorian novel. Around season one, but uh-huh. got cancelled, and then MacGyver wrote the three goriest novels, <laughs> novels of all time. Wrote The Mandalorian junior wow. novelization. Well, and, I just
0: wanted to throw that in there. Well, and um, and I'll just I'll yes and to what you're saying, but what you know so what Joe Schreiber said about writing, uh, Death Troopers, I I quote is. I had the time of my life on this one, I have to say. I'm doing the final edits now, and I've tried to make it into exactly the kind of book you'd want to read if you were a child of the 70s who grew up with the original Star Wars trilogy and really digs horror in the vein of The Shining and Alien with a little dose of William Gibson mixed in. So, to me, like, come on. And like, he
1: did a great job. Like, Yes. Red Harvest okay i'm not gonna say too much about it it's kind of forgettable yeah but death troopers and darth Maul lockdown are great yes like darth Maul lockdown in itself darth Maul gets sent to a prison and you know that scene in watchman where uh rorschach says i'm not locked in here with you you're locked you're like, in, in here with, with me.
0: me yes that,
1: that's Darth Maul. Yes. In a prison. That's and it's great. That, exactly as it should be. But it's also tying into loads of other stuff that's going around. He has to steal a nuclear bomb. Oh my to try god. And kill Cidious's master and this is all happening off the pages of the Darth Plagueis novel. Oh, it's so good. Fantastic. So, so good. He has to fight a use vong in prison in a time span where they're not even supposed to be present in the galaxy <laughs> it's it's so honestly it's so good ah uh, okay that's I'll, probably even more hardcore than death troopers as far
0: as star wars books go i will be reading that as after red harvest then but this is amazing. <laughs> All right, now back. Let's get back on track here, Trev, because we've been at it for a little bit over, over an hour or so now. I don't know, but I, you know, people have to do things. But I know we, you know, I'm enjoying very much what we're talking about, so I also don't mind keep going to keep going here. Um, so where were we at? Well, yeah. So we, you know, you wanted to go chronal like timeline chronology, I guess in our in our lives, uh, in our in this galaxy, which we so we. We were introduced to Death Troopers by Joe Schreiber in 2009. And then, obviously, a couple years later, then we we hear the name or the term Death Trooper again. And that is in Rogue One. And they're not quite the same type of Death Trooper that we had read about.
1: Yes, so we get the Death Troopers. We get the weird uh binary language yeah click 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 um, click whatever we also don't know enough we know they're different yes we know they're set apart yes but it's left
0: intentionally i'm assuming vague right and i know that when that I remember when they when when they were introduced in, in, in Rogue One and there was a lot of talk about them that one of the you know, they're they're taller than your typical death trooper. They also I remember reading about how like their helmet is too small to like fit around a, a normal head. So they're kinda of just more like definitely a lot more contained within this and it's not just a random person who puts on this suit to be to go to battle it is like they seem to be more creature-like perhaps than your standard i mean i'm not sure about that that's i just i know that was some of the the speculation and some of the talk that was happening when they were introduced so you got you have a couple of trains of thought here so they're called death troopers
1: just to make them scary yes and they are to your average individual yes you know 'Cause they are and if And they don't sp- any if you're if you're your average Joe and you've been busted for some minor offence and right. your local imperial governor goes, I'm just gonna escort my death troopers down then you're gonna be fucking petrified. Right. Or the death trooper term has a more deeper meaningful uh impact in but you know, they are A step above physically and spiritually than your standard stormtrooper, which is—I don't think that's the case.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, for your Rogue One Death Troopers, for your Rogue One Death Troopers, right? Because, I mean, I mean, the fact that they don't speak in Basic, so there's a lot of they're they're. I, I imagine
1: that's encrypted communications. Oh, okay, yeah, that
0: that's that's what I've always thought that as. Okay, because then next you know we do get the death troopers again i think would be in a uh, in bad batch cuz crosshair his stormtrooper suit is the same one like in the in the new one like in the in the in latest latest season he is a death trooper see and
1: then we start making the overarching reach between bad batch and mando Uh uh-huh where you get you know what happens to these clones as part of their journey as the empire grows and right cloning involved
0: and it this is where it gets speculative exactly exactly (laughs) <laughs> so now, so, so yeah, so the idea basically going, if you keep going down the line of death troopers or the term death troopers within the live action over the last, you know, couple of years, it's obviously, we, we thought, okay, so I guess this is what we're getting as far as like zombie or whatever, like Stormtroopers. We're not going to really see Joe Schreiber's uh, death troopers anymore, um, which is kind of a bummer because I'm like, all right, you know, if we could, you yeah, know, that would have been cool. But hold up. Then we get Ahsoka that we just got. And we get Night Sisters, which are awesome. You know, Asaj is one of again it's one of my favorite I think probably still one of my well after after Jackson, of course, then we have like Asaj up there in terms <laughs> of my <laughs> characters. But um, now we so we get this series and then we get this really cool looking stormtroopers that then they he calls night troopers and what happens in the last episode of the season zombies I'm sorry I'm, <laughs> i
1: I know you're on a tangent I need to double back because you've got me thinking Uh-huh I'm still I'm still stuck on night troopers and uh, crosshair and Death Troopers and Maybe Crosshair. the way that they. So, Death Troopers in the current context of Ahsoka, that involves magic. Um, you know, Night Sisters. But if we're going to go back to Crosshair. Yes. And two Night Troopers. And clone. Not even cloning, but how do you. How do you continue a failed cloning process to make those physical bodies carry on working so they're not even cloning people anymore they're using cloning technology to prolong the physical existence
0: of clones who have died yes so you're saying that it's possible that there is still some sort of zombie-esque type of thing with... Yes, so Crosshair could have been one of those on Lamau
1: with Krennic at the beginning of Rogue One. Yes, absolutely. So you're not even using clones to... cloning to regenerate life, but prolong yeah existence. Or,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah, something. I mean, yeah. Some they could have been injected with something that makes them again just be more. I mean, if you talk, <laughs> all right, okay, because would, yeah, you, you brought this up. go <laughs> this going? No, no, this, this we, is this is, this this is good. This is good because like, okay, <laughs> so let, let, let's talk about zombies in general then, right? So zombies, re, examples of real life zombies. There's a whole thing about um where the, they're on 10. The idea of zombies originated from and um there's uh i believe it was in like there's some voodoo sort of like uh and yeah ha- in, haiti in, in ha- yeah haiti um haiti, ha- haiti. like haitian like culture that what they would do is that i believe this is correct in terms of like location but I, in general very much paraphrasing because i'm going off the cuff here but the whole idea was that um if you basically you know if Take off a piece of someone's brain. In enough, you can essentially get create zombies because then these are now hu- um What is it? What is it called when you cut off a piece of your brain?
1: Uh, take off enough of someone's brain.
0: Yeah, like what? You cut off a piece. He, um, what? Uh, Who's a medi- doing this? That has a medical term. Uh, they, uh, they, but uh, are they dead already? No, alive. So why are they cutting off their brain? To make them more, more docile and to make them um, do whatever you want them to do. So, you basically are creating servants that are, or puppets for you to control. And this is where, like, one of the original ideas of real life zombies comes from is this, is that if you can if, uh, lo- yeah, a lobotomy, there we go. If you lobotomize people in certain areas of the brain, then they can still have their motor functions, but they don't have enough brain power to, Basically, be themselves and that is kind of like the uh, uh, like examples of real life zombies and they are kind of tied to like yeah voodoo and spiritualism and things like that so um to what you're saying about uh you know clone troopers uh or you know and and uh and stormtroopers and 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 uh cross i mean that makes a lot of sense you could so the ones that
1: purely reject their inhibitor chips exactly and the ones that don't follow orders right because we know that good soldiers follow orders exactly if they get lobotomized yes and then become second generation death troopers yes oh
0: we figured out precisely no that's exactly what yeah yeah because because i mean Having an inhibitor chip is already messing up with your brain, so that's not that far away from the idea of lobotomizing. Therefore, you can probably send out some sort of message or do something else that messes up with your brain to a point where you basically become a full-on slave to the Empire the way that these are. And maybe you mix that in with some something that even makes them stronger because they the death troopers that we see in Rogue One are, are kind of like taller and slimmer. So there's probably something else possibly there that kind of like messes up with their genetics and their physical buildup. So they could be a version of a zombie, perhaps still within Canon.
1: Another quick, really quick tangent. (laughs) I was doing a bit of, um, clone wars episodes research, uh, in the last couple of days. And those first, Clone Wars episodes while Star Wars or before Star Wars was bought by Disney that regarded inhibitor chips mm-hmm. were written by Katie Lucas. So that came directly from George. There you go. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. I, I know that he helped Dave Filoni with of course. Kind of the, the overall story arch. Yeah. But those initial season six episodes mm-hmm. completely Talked about the inhibitor chips written by his daughter. There you go.
0: All right. So, so anyways, we go from. So possibly not, uh, Death Troopers 2. So we, so we, so we recapping, right? So that, to bring us back up to, to our show notes for structure here, we got Death Troopers, the novel, which talks about a virus that makes people turn into essentially zombies. Then we have death trooper the same term applied to a type of stormtrooper in Rogue One that kind of talks in a weird way and we don't really know much more about them. Then we could see or could not be Frankenstein. Could yeah, couldn't which, you know, then when we see them again or we hear about them again, it is Or in, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> in bad yes, in bad batch, where now we have another sort of like version of that or more information about them which means that they could really just be possibly just like the next version of controlling stormtroopers, which is still very zombie, could be very zombie-like because of what we were just stating as far as like lobotomizing and messing up with people's brains, etc. So we're not that far away from the idea of zombies yet. However, (laughs) however, we go straight up into... Actually, hey, still very much tied to like voodoo and magic and all that stuff. Now we have Night Sisters, or you know, from Dathomir, who we know that they have. I mean, we've seen them in Fallen Order. We've seen that they can. They have undead creatures in Rebels, I believe, as well. So we know that they, the zombies, exist within the universe. But you now, hey, what if they actually did that to dead stormtroopers, or to in some capacity? And they came back to life after being killed. And that's what we get in the last episode of Ahsoka. Now with the term Night Troopers. So we have proper zombie stormtroopers. So, a couple of things. Tell me. One,
1: we knew they were all called Night Troopers before that last episode. We did. In episode and 6 when they're first introduced. And we saw the whole... What's, what's the term? The Japanese term? Go on. Oh, the Kitsurugi? That, we saw that around their armor. Yes. Which implied that they've been dead and lived before and
0: patched they, up. they it, it implies that they've gone through s- some battles. Okay. And their armor got messed but, up. But this is
1: the first time we see stormtroopers died because they did die. Yes. They were shot and lightsaber stabbed and cut up. Correct. And then they came back with green eyes. Yes. And the green eyes is the indicator that these weren't the same beings that we previously saw. So this is the first time we've seen actual zombie resurrected correct stormtroopers. So that sets it apart
0: somewhat. Yes and well and I will say that I think there's a mix of of both from the very first time we see them because there is that one um night trooper that is fighting I think with Sabine that and he he gets the or they get their part of their um helmet armor um broken and you see their yes, jaw Ms. and that is yes. that's a that's a dead person like that yes, person did not yes. was not just killed a couple minutes ago. That is a proper decaying like <laughs> person, unless there's some sort of alien species out there that looks which, like that. Which
1: raises even more questions. Like, so is this part of the the enhancement of the cloning thing I was talking about, and that they've got dead stormtroopers standing? And then it takes a Night Sisters dark magic to resurrect
0: them? I think it's uh, you can
1: you can clone a dead person to live a bit not even clone them, but use <laughs> cloning technology to make a dead person live longer. Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> and then it takes dark magic to actually resurrect them once they've been shot and are killed
0: yeah, well, because there's, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of ahead. questions. I mean, that's like when we when we saw um, when we see the the night mothers sort of perform their their ritual right before um, the Ahsoka and Sabine come in. We um, I assume you know it, you can think that maybe that's when they're kind of like bestowing the magic upon the this the the that uh night troopers. There's also that conversation that Thrawn says something about like, oh, you know, they know what they were getting into, or they you know, he kind of like he asked them and the, these people are so loyal to him and they said yes, I'll I'll do whatever it is needs to be done. So one w- assumes that they you know they had consent to be to for their bodies to be used for other things once they are killed. So that's what I I, I assume that basically their magic is kind of like saying hey if you if you're still alive and you get killed. You will be turned, in you will come back to life as a zombie. So, um, are you okay with this? Yes, no. And I guess most of the the people said yes, but then they're kind of like they're mixed in with some other ones that perhaps had already been brought back to life through the same kind of magic, or that's how I've sort of like, um, you know, arranged it in my own head that there's a mix but of we we don't we don't see that because.
1: Everyone had green eyes. Yes. So, no one had green eyes before. So this was a first-time thing for
0: everyone that we know of. I mean, we we only get a few shots from them far away. So I'm just saying that there's there's probably a few different there's a there's both mixed in, and then it's not until the end. Just maybe that's just like for plots plot purposes that they want to reveal that they're kind of like they're that. But at the beginning, they don't want to reveal that we have some glowing green-eyed. night troopers to not to not give it but away but
1: overall whether whether there's zombies or dark magic resurrections
0: or a mix of both
1: it's cool as hell
0: it is very very cool <laughs> and that's I'm like yeah so let's you know we we gone at it for a little while now so let's just start wrapping up wrapping up I guess but trev so we talked about zombies. We've talked about Ahsoka. Um, you know, any... I assume there's going to be a season 2 of Ahsoka. Well, so this is a thing, you know, because they've not announced a season
1: 2, but they have announced a Mandoverse movie. Mm-hmm. I personally think we're going to get seasons 4 and 5 of Mando, season 2 of Ahsoka... I think we're a way off getting into a movie at this point.
0: Yeah. But yeah, regardless of how it comes, I feel like we should, we will get some more, more of a resolution or perhaps I hopefully just more focus on, on the night of like the night trippers and the night sisters, because I think, I mean, regardless of your, but you know what I
1: think, you know what I think they are actually subtly doing. Which is genius is they are making the return of Palpatine make sense. Yeah, that's what they're building to. Oh yeah,
0: well that's been the to me that's been since season one of Mandalorian. It's just been about. How it's, it's cloning technology And how does it make more sense And then that way they can explain Snoke And they can explain Rey's dad And they can explain uh, Palpatine at the end I mean Rey's dad's already been explained Yeah but they can tie it all up more Nicely if they Get more into like the magic And uh, And yeah and just cloning And, and chlorians or M counts and such And also I, I don't have any
1: problem with the magic? I love it. I love it. Magic versus the Force. So, I need to throw this in since we've been talking about Night Sister magic a lot. So, the, the big bad of one of the Ewok movies, the Witch, uh huh. She's been retconned as a Night Sister
0: and she could turn oh. herself from a
1: human into a crow. That's right. She was that much of a shapeshifter. Yes. So, let's not underestimate
0: dark side magic. That's right. You know, it is a fantasy universe. Yes. No, that's, that's a really good point. So no, I, am I'm all in on night sisters. Love more zombies. This is, uh, this has been good. Trev. I think we've covered quite a bit of ground here yes. more so than <laughs> I expected when we first started, even though we, we were pretty structured. Um, but we hit most of the points in here. Uh, yeah, let's see where this goes, I guess, in, in terms of the, you know, other, other stories, that, however, however and whenever they come out, if if now the Oh, we're going to actors... have to wait at least two years. <laughs> yeah, we just, you know, we just ended our writer's strike. We are still going on with the actor's strike, yep. so who knows yep. when we will ha- like, continue these stories. Um, but, hey, um, Trev, I think anything else you want to add? I mean, with two... No, to, to today's topic or anything else
1: uh zombies uh there's a tale in Cavan scott's tales from rango's pit that talks about undead droids uh there's a couple of star wars tales stories that talk about zombies um yeah but there's horror stuff out there if you want to look for it
0: great <laughs> all right well um yeah do that. I will try to read Red Harvest at some point, um, and we can talk about that whenever I do. But um I think that's gonna be it for today's show. So guys, people listening, um, all of you, if for some reason you haven't done this yet, please join our Discord. We have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of I mean, whatever show on Disney+, Plus, which I guess would have been Ahsoka. Uh, reading along the newest book releases, selling their books and collectibles, and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you haven't joined, please head on over to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button on that page. And as Trev said earlier in today's episode, hey, if you have any other things that you guys want to like hear us talk about or really dissect anything, really anything, uh, Star Wars-related, ideally um yeah just let us know over disc- on discord and we will do our best to cover that we can talk about zombies we can talk about sand we can talk about galaxies we can talk about the yuzong bong whatever you want <laughs> we'll do it uh if not on discord uh where can people find you and me trev and maybe make other suggestions for episodes
1: so we are at SWR Coast pod on both twitter and instagram I'm at David Todd on Twitter, and I've just started a Substack today at David Todd, where I talk about some really, really
0: deep, deep timelining shit. So, yeah, fantastic. All right, well, and I am at on the Twitter sphere, but yeah, I mean, anything really. The best way to 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 like start conversations and do anything like this, just do it on Discord, because that way. Um, You can engage with other people that might also have opinions on this kinds of things. So, uh, anyways, Trev, thank you very much for today's episode. Thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, our dear listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say Radio Out.
1: There is no hatred, there is joy, there is no division, there is union, there is no apathy, there is passion, there is no gatekeeping. there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week.
0: Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.